0: Thanks for tuning to Digital Voices podcast, where we chat
1: digital transformation challenges and opportunities across healthcare and life sciences. And now, your host Ed Marks. Digital Voices with my friend and returning guest Sherry Duville. Sherry, welcome to Digital Voices. Hi, Ed. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, it's so much fun. We had you on episode. 44. So if you're interested in Sherry's favorite type of music or sort of her words to live by, you can find them there. So we're going to jump to a different question to get to know Sherry a little bit. But before we go there, Megan, we're going to be talking a little bit about Sherry's latest book. Have you ever thought about writing a book? And if yes, what would it subject or topic be?
0: not thought about writing a book. Honestly, I don't know that anything I have to say would be that interesting.
1: Oh, come on. I think you <laughs> could write a book. I think you should write a book on digital voices and all the different music that we, that we learned or the words to live by. Digital voices, words to live by.
0: I like that. There,
1: I think I it could be an awesome uh,
0: Coming January, 2025.
1: Yes. Now, we've talked about that before. There's been so many great new ideas on music. We got some more recently on some new hard rock and roll groups. And uh, so stay tuned for that podcast. And it's really interesting. You can really build up your song list and also your words to live by. So we've learned a lot from different people on on the things that really motivate them on a daily basis. But anyways, so much Sherry has changed since episode 44 because we're now in the hundreds. And tell us about anything... Related to something that's happened recently, like a latest movie or travel or book that you read for fun.
0: Well, yeah, I love to read. I can't say I read for fun. I I read to learn. And recently had a a nice little weekend trip, wanted to celebrate with an important mentor. And uh, I think you were there.
1: Yes, no, that was great. We did get together. So our spouses and ourselves were all very friendly with one another. We have a great friendship. And uh, your husband, Dr. Art, was with us. And uh, Simran was with us. We had a great time. We had a, a place right on a golf course where a professional tournament was taking place while we were there. And we got a chance to explore Napa and some different wineries. And I'm afraid we drank all the wine already, though, that we bought.
0: <laughs> nice. I love to hear that. because Things in life are are for enjoying and appreciating. And I love that just to talk about the science of celebration and how for leaders it's really part of our job to build that into our cadence. And that, that really helps, you know, with our performance and morale and, and everything. So yeah,
1: it's definitely an undervalued part of leadership. You know, everyone talks about, yeah, we should celebrate it. We should celebrate whatever we did. You know, we have a new book or or what have you, but few rarely do celebrate. And when they do, it tends to be very small in comparison to what was accomplished. So right. I really appreciated. I know Simran and I appreciate all the time we spent with you and Art and just spent the whole weekend celebrating a lot of great accomplishments by everyone in in, the, in our little team there on a personal and professional level. So it's great to hang out with other people. You know, I always say iron sharpens iron and hanging out with other smart People and to learn from. So not only do we have a great time celebrating, but we always learn from every interaction with with you and Art. In fact, someday we should bring Art along for the ride because as a, a very accomplished physician, has great insights into the medical community and leadership in general.
0: Oh, uh, much like yourself. yeah,
1: that would be. So yeah, thank you. We'll do Kevin. that for the for the third for you know episode two hundred something. Yeah, but you know the last time we had you on was really to celebrate a new book you had that came out Mm -hmm. and it did really, really well. Can you share with us a little bit about that book, how it did and sort of what you're up to in terms of all your publishing?
0: Oh, yes. It's been such an honor. And and the reason why I really wanted to celebrate with you is because you're, you know, the mentor who's largely responsible to allow all this publishing to happen, you know, sponsoring us and with the publisher and then helping, you know, provide advice and various, there's so many aspects to book production that, People could never imagine, and obviously, being the hardest working forward author you could even that you could possibly imagine, and that was a huge, hugely um, important part of the success of the book. So we were honored that it was released as number one for medical technology and medical informatics, and best selling in a, a variety of categories like quality and, and some of the other areas, and it would just. Honestly, Ed, it's changed my life <laughs> and been amazing for me and my company and our team because we did it with 27 people, including the Metagram team and a lot and almost all of our advisors were involved across medicine, cybersecurity, IT, informatics, legal. And it was just an incredible experience, you know, from with everyone learning and then also, you know, driving, you know, that unknown hurdle, of what it would take to make it successful and then just enjoying the success, not in like a conceited way in terms of like an egocentric model, but more just like the idea that we showed that teamwork really does make dreams work and that as a collective... The book could perform as well as you know the most esteemed you know medical educators or you know leaders in the field like you. Like, I'm not saying that it performed yeah. better than your book, but I'm just saying it, you know can <laughs> it appear, you know some similar in the in a similar stratosphere. So yeah, you're
1: well, for that. well, you, you're very kind, and I was I was super happy to do the forward because of all the reasons that you mentioned. You were able to pull together just a wide variety of experts across many different fields and putting together a book that. Really filled a need where no one's really written too much about you know the whole concept of uh, mobility and security and and really the ability to develop tools that really enable better healthcare. So it was quite remarkable. But in addition to that, you've written a second book that we want to talk about and celebrate on advanced health technology, managing risk while tackling barriers to rapid acceleration. So. Tell us a little bit about that book.
0: Oh, thank you so much. And so we've been thrilled again. With this book, we were able to reduce the production time by half and really double down on using it as like a team development and team building. You know, because as a small company, we don't have a whole learning management infrastructure and, you know, t- development and training department. You know, like you find a huge company like Johnson & Johnson or something like that. But the reason why large life sciences companies have an apparatus like that is because of the intensiveness of knowledge it really takes to be successful in this field. Right. And so what we found was like the innovators sort of minimum viable product to drive that, you know, can really be, Productized through through these books, and so that's why we had leftover. I hate to say leftover, but we had what we would have considered unfinished business or unfinished topics that we wanted to put in the first book, but we had to cut it out because, as you know, there's a limit to, to, to I think 350 pages is a limit or something like that. So we we just rolled over into a second one because people still had so much passion for what they truly wanted their colleagues and friends who are in the industry to benefit from some of the, not just wins, but also some of the really hard challenges And things that they worked through, like burnout, you know, like having to turn around, you know, medical staff behavior within the context of working productively with teams that include technologists and and things like that. And so we're very fortunate that it actually launched faster, doing, doing better faster than even mobile medicine. Like the first day, it went to number one for medical technology and a few other categories, medical informatics, bioengineering, cybersecurity, and then like, yeah, like 12, it's best. Selling, you know, across like twelve categories, is a new release. So we're very yeah, uh, that's
1: very honored. Yeah, it'd be it's like uh like a platinum record, right? You've uh, even pre-release. You know a lot uh,
0: about that, don't you? I mean, <laughs> you're like I call you the Midas touch because like every mentee you have at whatever field they're in, like their country music or like medical technology books, they they just go to number one. So if somebody wants to be successful, either country music or medical technology, like connect
1: with that? Yeah, well, well, the secret is they already have it in them and I just see it. And so I align myself with them and then people think, oh, I must have had something to do with it. No, actually I didn't. I just saw greatness in other people and I found a way to become Uh-oh. friends with them. So, But- no, I, what I love about your books is that approach that you've taken, very collaborative approach because you know, no one person could be the expert in everything mobile medicine, for example. And so if you attempted, as smart as you are, if you attempted to write that by yourself, It'd be good, but it wouldn't be the great book that it is. And instead, you've you've gotten, like, the contributors are amazing. You've gotten the best of the best out there. It's like putting together, you know, an all-star band. If we stick with the the music metaphor, you put together an all-star band. you got the best bassist, the best guitars, the best drums, you know, keyboards, and singer. And you brought it all together, and and it's beautiful. It's well-crafted. And again, the reason it's doing so well is you're filling a void, that's existed for a long time in these spaces and then very with a very thoughtful and somewhat at times provocative, you know, sort of thinking around this area. And so (laughs) it's really good. So, and then it's it's easily, you know, for being sort of technical in a sense, you're addressing some technical issue is very, very readable to anyone. So that's why I really appreciate about it. Oh, thanks. So Sherry, what would you want leaders to take away from this new book?
0: We just really want them to be successful. And we truly believe that the body of work we put together will substantially contribute to accelerating their success. And what we want for them is for them to be able to win through innovation, not just innovating, but by being able to tackle those exploding emerging risks facing healthcare and that they can really succeed in doing that by focusing on advanced technology skills.
1: And that's what we'd like them to get out of the book. Awesome. And and in the time that we have today in our discussions, what are you hoping people might learn so that you know depending on your answer we may morph our our, our discussion a little bit
0: <laughs> wonderful well the the outcome i'd love to see is that i want to inspire tremendous hope and optimism and the recognition that we really need to build trust and respect between IT and clinicians, in particular, physician leaders. And that if we do that, there's we're unstoppable and we, that we can rapidly improve and transform the state of technology and medicine today. And that, that's what I'd love for them to to get a plan for for their approach to that.
1: Yeah, I like that. And to buy the book. I'll have to add that one
0: there. <laughs> Isn't that a given? <laughs> no, thank yeah.
1: you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good stuff. It really is. What's one thing out of this book and this process that you're really uh, excited about? Well,
0: so this this work, I mean, the work we all do, I'm not just talking about the book, but just the work of medical technology, as you know, is like it's super hard. And what I'm excited about is that like, help is on the way. It seems like there's a lot of stakeholders that are really smart, that are really ambitious, that are sort of converging on the same page. And something I'm super excited about, and this was unbeknownst to me, but it Apparently, our two books have almost complete 100% overlap with the competencies that, you know, College of Health Information Management Executives, which is the CIO leader organization. So, CHIME has these seven competency domains that they're using for certification. And as as I'd like to talk with you more about, they're really broadening their umbrella of certifications. Uh, But what we found is that our two books have almost identical overlap with the topics that are covered in the certification. And I I love the idea of certifications because, like, if you go to get an accountant, you're looking for them to have CPA after their name, right? or else how would you know that they yeah. know, that, right? And same thing with yeah. doctors. If doctors want to have privileges at any reputable hospital, they have to have board certification. So I love the idea that there's gonna be pathways and I'm involved with helping with us that help to, to identify and really you know, build that trust and respect between these different disciplines in a way we haven't had with IT and technology.
1: Yeah, I think that speaks volumes, the fact that Chime, as you mentioned, uh, saw the value in the in the books because, like I mentioned, it is filling this this void, and and it's great, just you know, almost like a manual. Uh, It doesn't read like a manual. It reads, you know, like a great book, but you can use it as a manual to help in these areas. And like you said, just to rebuild that trust and respect between the different players in the ecosystem in healthcare. you know, the IT, the the medical staff. And I think it does a great job of that. And I think it, it does come across very inspirational and hopeful. But let's talk more. Let's dig deeper into the Chime program that you're you're working on. So, what are you hoping that this uh, this CDH program for security will do for the industry? I, I know you mentioned it'll give it a little bit. Weight, if you will, because like the analogy you were giving to uh, clinicians as well as uh, accounting, you know that these individuals will be certified professionals. But what other benefits do you see for that?
0: Yeah. So, so what I what I see is is like I said, building that rapid recognition and trust between professionals that have demonstrated the really the commitment and the effort, you know, to become, you know, certified and that we ha- we have a basis for understanding that people have essential knowledge and essential competency that they need to be successful in this domain. And, and the thing that I like about it is that it's the idea that it drives me crazy when vendors don't have like training and implementation plans because all those gaps fall into the laps of physicians and increases their burnout, right? Which is why I don't like that. To the same, and, and sort of by the same token in parallel, if a vendor doesn't have a good capability for, for interacting, at least with a program office, whether or not they have their own program office, right? That's like a huge pain point, right? For a health system because overstretched, right, with their operational demands or regulatory demands and, and all of that. And so it's not just recognition and having like a stamp, but also it's going to provide a pathway for people who have the true interest and capability you know, to be able to go go after a development plan that will help them to be more useful and successful in this field, and that's what I'm what why I'm excited about it, right? So I'm working on CDH is a, a manifestation of Chime University, which I know you're very involved with as a longtime member, and I think you've been on the board of Chime, haven't you?
1: I've helped out uh, quite a bit in various aspects of Chime over okay. the years. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I, everybody in Chime knows you, so I, I just assume that you you know charge of it at some some point in time. But uh, anyways, they have, as you know, CHCIO, which a lot of especially the rising CIOs pride themselves on having that. And with that, what they did was they, they brought in a third party really testing and certification body to help them develop and define what these competency domain areas are. There's seven of them. Um, and they also got extensive training in exam writing and design, which they, you know, promulgated through the CHCIO, CIO certification. And so they've been, CHIME as an organization has been well known. I'm just a volunteer. I don't work yeah, <laughs> at CHIME, yeah. uh, but they're well known for that yeah. CHCIO and the CIO book boot camp. So I guess you were teaching CIO boot camps, right? I think yes. that's probably yeah. what I saw, right? So I think yeah. that a lot of the curriculum that they teach in those boot camps is related as well and so you're 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 picked as an exemplary model to talk about you know some of the aspects of what they cover in this you know CHCIO and then what they're looking to do as you informed me you know with chime university launching last year is really expanding the whole idea of having that well-known certification but to a broader range of basically healthcare professionals so they've got certified digital health which is, like I said, the CPA of digital health, which is, you know, flew out of, we, you know, out of a Chime University. And they've got a security focus, which is what I'm working on.
1: You no, know, I'm a huge supporter as you are of Chime. And I do believe also in certification. It gives, it gives, uh, it, it provides a little bit of formality and structure to show people like you're, Talk about earlier, show people and organizations that, that you've studied, that you've adopted or looked at best practices, and sort of formalizes you know the profession. You know, professions have certifications by default, so yeah, I,
0: professionalizes I think, it, yeah. 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 And, and the thing um, that they, they did was, like I said, they worked with a third party, you know, like uh, body you know, to help with the structure. But it was also really the CIOs developing, you know, the exam for other other CIOs. And they did the same thing yeah. for CISOs. It's called Chisel, And so then they're just flowing that down and doing it through several levels so that we have development pathways for people to be effective.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's great. Great programs. Yeah, I was probably the shortest-serving Chime board member, so I got a new boss. So I was reporting report to CEO at an organization, and that CEO retired. New CEO came in, and I I shared, "Hey, I've it looks like I'm going to be on the board of Chime in this professional organization." And and he said, "He said Ed, there's no greater you know honor than to be elected by your peers to uh, represent them." Mm -hmm. and and he was a huge proponent. And a few months later, our health system wasn't doing as well as it had been. Mm. And I think it was kind of a knee-jerk, you know, new person, new leader reaction. It's like, I need everyone focused. I need everyone to talk to the entire C-suite. I need everyone to abandon whatever uh, commitments they've made outside of our organization and just 100% focus on the organization so we can turn this thing around. Of course, you know, absolutely, 100%, you know, it's, it's all about the Uh, The organization, so I, as well as my peers, whatever organizations they were leaders of, we all resigned. So I think that time period was like a month, and I resigned my board position with Chime, and then a year later, of course, everything was fine at our health system. We turned turned everything around, and everyone felt like, and including the CEO, like "Mm, maybe that was a maybe I pulled the trigger too fast on that. Short sighted, yeah, you know, but that's what happens sometimes when you're a new leader. you know, you want to impress everyone and the person before you did so well. And all of a sudden you're in a situation where you're not doing as well as that person and you want to correct it immediately and you make some decisions. It's all good. It's a great organization. I've been able to help in other areas. But that that's really cool that they've it really is a testimony to your work and to the effort in the books that you've really filled this gap. Uh, Chime sees it and and has leveraged you and your knowledge to help with this whole certification process. Let's switch now. So we've talked a little bit about sort of book, your new book, talked a little bit just now about digital transformation and certifications. And the thing I like to talk to you most about is leadership because you're sort of my go-to person. You, you know, I've, I've got like three phones on my desk that I call like when I'm in trouble or need some advice. I'm like, Jerry, help me out. Give me some advice. And you're so good about giving me your gift of time and helping me think through things whenever they come up. And then you're a prolific writer, not just these books, but if people follow you, uh, like on LinkedIn, you're, you're writing Sundays, you know, you're putting out good content, original content, original thoughts. I'm also a recipient of, of many of your emails on other topics. and uh, <laughs> That's a compliment. It's good. It's, it's good so I'm building up to the question here. And so the question is, how do you learn? So I'm learning from you. I see all these posts, and you know, I read other people's stuff too, and your books and things like that. What do you do to learn?
0: Yeah, that's so kind. And and so I just want to make sure I represent it appropriately. So I get to work with other leaders in the fields, CISOs primarily, and and some CIOs in the US and NHS together on this cybersecurity you know, designation of CDH. So I'm not doing it by myself. I wanted to be clear about that. I'm also representing the book teams of mobile medicine and advanced health technology as well as Metagram. And I'm I'm working to channel the different perspectives of cybersecurity, of legal, of medical education. And so I think that's how I think of myself, like a channel. And so in terms of learning I just try to look at the situation and get inputs about what what's required to solve the situation it's always more than me especially in medical technology and so I just try to try to do two things first is make a connection to the person who, who seems to have the most passion and drive and insight for that particular space, whether it's medical education or whether it's cybersecurity. And then I always try to figure out, like, what are, where are they trying to go with this field? And how does that intersect with what I'm doing? And how can I provide value to them? And then, and then just continue building a relationship that way. So I learn from other people, I think. I mean, I do read books, but primarily I learn from collaborating directly with other people, whether it's standards with IEEE or certification like Chime and then on books, right? That's my pride. Those are my primary modes.
1: And, and of course you, you forgot to mention one, you know, digital voices.
0: Oh, digital voices. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a great book. of course. <laughs> <laughs> and of course my amazing team at Metagram and you know, at home I always joke because art is basically like the living encyclopedia. He's so, he's so funny. To oh, me oh, yeah. <laughs> In a, in a good way, right? I yeah. yeah
1: he, do encyclopedia. He's super smart, super insightful. So what would you say to, sticking on topic leadership here, what would you say to recent grads? So college graduates, doesn't matter what industry, You know, you're, Sherry, you're very, we didn't cover it because we covered it more in episode 44, but you know, you're a CEO, you have board experiences, very accomplished professional uh, prior to becoming CEO of your company. What sort of leadership advice, maybe two or three things that you would tell people that'll help them, you know, in their careers?
0: Yes, yeah, so I, I have something that I think is super important and which I wish I knew, you know, 15 years before I did. And that is that when I when I started my career, I started from a place of you know, really having and and pushing self-discipline and, and performance, you know, kind of like in a sports context. And even though I trained and and mentored people and managed them, I didn't really have the radical teamwork philosophy that's gripped me in this journey. You know, I see a Metagram and probably a lot of that is just due to you just have to do that for survival right for something right. like for the mission that we have um so the, the challenges as you're developing as a professional right into a leader is that unless you can really build teams, not just a team, but teams of teams, and really engage them and get them to work together and develop some kind of operating cadence, you're really limited in what you can achieve. And, and there's really only so much you can achieve by yourself, if, if much of anything, right? And so what that insight you know, when that light bulb went off, it just has allowed me to do a lot of things that we talk about that I couldn't have dream- dreamt of. Because like I said, I'm representing, you know, the constellation of teams that I get to work with. And I, I my advice is that if... If this philosophy is appealing to to people like young people, then it just starts with asking yourself a bunch of questions like before you do anything, if you're presented with an opportunity or a challenge that you want to address, asking things like who can help with this, who wants to help with this, who needs to work on this, who has to know about this what can make it a great success and a big win for them, the teammate, right? It's because the thing is, like, in our, the kind of work you and I do, like, there's always no and blockers. Yeah. <laughs> right. you know, True. Whether it's a book or an IT implementation. And so that's really important to ask those questions up front. Uh, you're not going to, you're not going to prevent every blocker, but you're going to radically improve your chance of success once you've you know, engaged, who needs to be engaged and activated them and activated their passion.
1: Yeah, those are really, really keen and sound. Yeah, and don't you wish that we had that knowledge when we graduated Our less, our life might be a little bit uh, easier. But then again, you learn, right, through those trials and tribulations. And so yeah. it's... it's it's never like, uh, there's nothing I would have ever changed type of deal because you learn from all the the hardships. So what about recharging your batteries and remaining fresh, right? So you're always on the go. You've got all these responsibilities. But obviously, you, you must have some sort of downtime. So how, how do you ensure you have healthy downtime? So
0: the thing that's like really important to me is like having really sort of deep relationships with people that I work with, as well as obviously, you know, with art and and my closest friends. And and it's really focusing on that and focusing on them and trying to make sure that I remember the things that are important to them. I'm imperfect and I I don't always... (laughs) But I but I work at that and I just find that having those relationships is what really allows me, you know, to recharge because we all need, uh, especially in this kind of work, both emotional and intellectual support. And you also have to give that in order to be able to have access to it. And so I, I that's, you know, my main way is through staying connected with people.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, again, when the weekend that we all spent together in Napa was a great example. And I think out of that whole 48 hours, we spent maybe 30 minutes on work topics. (laughs) And then then it was I made you. It was kind of a fun thing. But the rest of the time we just like enjoyed the relationship with we we have with one another, uh the conversations, uh the entertainment that we did. So I can vouch for the fact that you do take downtime and and we we if nothing else, we force ourselves to take downtime with one another and with our spouses. So that was cool. Hey, we Sherry, we talked about a lot of stuff. The time is always so short, but Is there something that we missed or something we did talk about that you want to double down on?
0: So, yeah, I just I want to double down on just these values of, of trust and respect and really asking ourselves what we can do to make sure that we share those and pursue them. And whether we're writing books or working on standards or building certifications, it, the whole point of them isn't the form. The point of them is building credibility and truth you know, between these disciplines of IT, cybersecurity, operations, medicine, right, so that we can do what we know needs to get done. We desperately need to transform healthcare with technology. And the only way we're going to do it is by building and doubling down on trust and respect.
1: Yeah, profound words. Sherry, thank you for being with us and, and sharing these different things, whether it was uh, life wisdom or things that come out of the book. We're so excited for you and for the team that has uh written this latest book, Advanced Health Technology Managing Risk While Tackling Barriers to Rapid Acceleration. Yeah, so, it's
0: available on Amazon and Routledge.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, your favorite bookstore. And uh, bring it to uh, Chime or wherever Hymns or wherever you go and find Sherry and she'll sign it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you All so right. Much. Thank you. Thank you. And again, thank you to our producer in the background, DJ Megan. Thank you, Megan. Thank you